Are you ready to connect? This is the Empower Connection Podcast, where we empower our listeners to connect more fully to themselves, to each other, and to something greater. We do this with the help of myself and special guests, including healers, coaches, artists, seekers, and those on a healing journey of self-growth. Welcome. Hey, what is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Empowered Connection Podcast. My name is Damodar Cordua, relationship coach and counselor, life coach, and yoga and yoga wisdom teacher. Excited to be here and excited for some of your time. Have you been listening to the podcast or reading some relationship books or self-help books or self-growth, self-improvement books, and you're, you're still kind of at a roadblock, right? You're, you're getting some tools, you're getting some wisdom, but you seem to be hitting a plateau. Are you ready to create more self-awareness and capacity for self-love and self-understanding? Are you ready to gain more intelligence about your emotional landscape and your patterns in order to break through to more freedom, empowerment, and meaningful relationships? Are you ready to communicate with more honesty, compassion, relational success, and alignment with your own truth? Are you ready to empower and evolve yourself and your relationships? your relational capacity, and bring more meaningful connection to your relationships, to all your relationships in your life. Well, now is the time. Join me this summer for our six-week coaching immersion, emotional and relational awareness, self-love, and conscious communication. I'm really excited to be offering the special group coaching immersion. It is going to create a container within which to have real-time actionable practice with others on a regular basis, follow-through and accountability, a supportive and inspiring community, live expert guidance and perspective from myself, support and challenge for your own self-growth and your relational relationship growth, and then homework outside practices that will transform your life. In fact, you'll probably get many, many documents, almost like a book's worth, a tiny book's worth of material within which you can come back to over time during and after the training. So if you're ready to go deeper into yourself and your own awareness and possibility, become more emotionally intelligent, learn more about your patterns, communicate with more intention and relational potential, break through some of those barriers, some of those stuck areas, and strengthen all your relationships to your most loved ones and to your own self, then this immersion is for you. It is starting pretty soon in early August. All the information is in the show notes. Just click that link. I really hope to see you there and be part of this really powerful community, holding each other accountable to grow and push our edge of who we are and of our relational capacity. On today's solo podcast episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about relationships and hopefully give you a practical framework and idea within which to view the trajectory of partnership. Sometimes clients of mine come up to me and, and they say, well, I don't understand why my partnership is not like it was in the beginning. <laughs> like it's not uh, on fire anymore. You know, the intimacy is not as connected. The romance, the, the sexuality, the physical touch and intimacy, our connection is not as deep. Sometimes some of my clients and couples or individuals come up to me and say, why well, not understand, you know, in the beginning of our relationship, everything was great. 
and now we fight all the time. Are we just not meant to be together? Was that just a dream? Why can't we get back to those years or those times? So some of those questions that you might've asked in some of your relationships, you might be asking right now of your relationship are really common. And so in a real simple way, but real profound way, I'd like to offer this timeline of what a relationship looks like. And this will help you gain some clarity, perspective, and information tools to kind of suss out what might be going on for you if you are in partnership. If you're listening to this podcast and you're not currently in a partnership, I really encourage you to keep listening because you'll gain a lot of information that you can use with future partnerships as perspective to look back at previous partnerships and for all of your relational growth. So through lots of my teachers uh, over the years, I'm going to give some of their ideas here and kind of combine them, try to synthesize them so that you can get a clear understanding of stages of relationships. So we're going to start by stating there's going to, there's going to be about seven stages of a long-term partnership. And the interesting thing is you could be in a long-term partnership. You can be long, long, long into that partnership and not have gone through all the stages. So the stages are actually an ideal or uh, something to aspire to. Well, let's start with number one. Number one is the courtship phase. As you might guess, this is when we are trying to find someone. We're trying to like woo this person in front of us. We're trying to, you know, get them to love us, bring them into our fold. And this is an exciting time. As we all know, sometimes a not exciting time for some of us, it's actually a very stressful time. And usually in this stage, we are hiding parts of ourselves and bring forward the best parts of ourselves in order to get that mate. Okay. So it's good to know that we're putting forward some things and not consciously or unconsciously not showing others so that we seem, you know, pretty fucking awesome. So this person in front of us decides to go forward in relationship. Now, after that stage starts to get deeper, we move into the infatuation stage or the honeymoon stage. And this is when a lot of the chemicals in our body start to shift. They might also shift a bit during the courtship phase as well, but we're kind of overloaded by chemicals, pleasurable chemicals that give us a high on being around this other person. And we also start to go real deep into ourselves and the other person in sharing and connecting. Come on. Even if you didn't have a really intense honeymoon phase, we all know if you've been in a relationship, it happens. I know I've been through some really intense ones and it feels like we are just riding high on cloud nine and we're like so close, so intimate, so attuned to one another. It's almost like we found that quote unquote soulmate and everything we do is simpatico. Their interests are our interests and our explorations are always joyful and always fresh and present. So this is chemically, or we'll say like uh, developmentally, a really important time because it actually helps us fall for someone in order to be in a relationship with them. This intense time bonds us enough so that we can stay consistent with someone and maybe develop a long-term relationship. Another way of looking at this is this is a stage that actually allows us to reproduce. We get so infatuated and overwhelmed with chemicals that oftentimes we just want to, you know, be with this person in an intimate way a lot. And then the third thing is that this stage mirrors our developmental stage as a child. This is real interesting stuff is that when we are in womb and we are born from our mother, we in womb and when we're first born are, are kind of 
one with her. And this happens in this infatuation stage. We kind of feel this almost merging with the other person. And the interesting thing is, is that both in our developmental stage as a child and in relationships, romantic relationships specifically, we by necessity have to move to the next stage, which is differentiation. As one of my teachers calls it, it's also could be called a challenge, the challenging stage. It's like in the developmental years of us being young, it could be seen as the terrible twos where we start to show we are different than our mother, that we are a different entity, that we are separate. We are differentiating ourselves from our mother. And in relationship, we move from the bonded, merged mother-child stage to people feeling really connected to eventually after a year, two years, two and a half years, to the stage of differentiation or challenge. Okay, so it mirrors our developmental years as children. And this stage is called the challenging stage because it is just that. After riding high on a, basically a chemical overload of being high on this other person and feeling one with them, we start to settle and we start to realize we're different people. And this is the most important stage in some respects because. It's either the stage where people break up, and I would argue prematurely, or they stay together without working on and working out their differences. And oftentimes, the two in the partnership, one or both may want to stay in the infatuation stage. Why? Because it's so nice. It's so, ooh, we're feeling high all the time and everything's awesome with this person. Why would we want things to be different? Why would we want to have differences in personality and opinion to create conflict? Or one person stays in that first stage, or excuse me, the infatuation stage, and the other person starts to move to differentiation or separation. And that challenges the other person who wants to pull them back in. Or both people enter the stage of finding and seeing their differences, but they have no tools within which to reckon with them. And that's really where a lot of people come to me. Now, people come to me as a coach in many parts of their relationship, but a lot of times this one is very prominent because when those differences occur, it's very difficult if you don't have tools to navigate how to come back to each other in relationship. In fact, if people decide not to break up during this time and they stay together without the proper tools and perspectives and practice, oftentimes they deal with their differences by either pushing parts of themselves away, hiding parts of themselves, or creating resentments inside, or becoming passive, or becoming aggressive, or going along with the other person for a year, for two years, for four years, for 20 years without properly reckoning with their difference. So this is really difficult because a lot of times bad habits are created in this stage if the stage if, if the couple stays together, meaning because I've hidden part of myself to go along with the relationship, because I've started to resent parts of this relationship because we're different, because I don't know how to deal with conflict well, we keep getting into fights because when we keep getting into fights and I don't know how to do conflict well, things get really difficult. So much insecurity is created in the relationship. And oftentimes, the things that we thought we knew so much about each other in the infatuation stage are shown to be only partial because the deeper patterns of ourself 
all of a sudden come to the forefront. And even though this sounds like a really hairy, yucky stage, it's actually important, like I said earlier, because it allows us to really see ourselves clearly. The relationship, as I've talked about in many podcasts, becomes a mirror. And some of the patterns of ourselves that otherwise would not be shown, all of a sudden are shown to us. And that difference that's created enables those patterns to come to the forefront. And these were things that we're not going to show in the courtship phase, and we were not able to access in the infatuation stage. And this is where with practice and tools, those differences can actually help us grow as a partnership and as an individual. So that it's a really fertile time, even though a very, very, very difficult time. So what I recommend, and we're going to go more into this stage on the next episode. If this stage feels familiar to you, and it could be one that you're in after three years, it could be one that you're still in after 10 years, 20 years in a relationship because you haven't been able to navigate in a very healthy way that brings you back to yourself and to the relationship, these differences. And one reason it's a very interesting time and fertile time is because as we were talking about the development of ourself as a child, during those developmental years, some of those relational imprints that we get from our primary caregivers take root. Some of them uh, might be a little bit difficult, right? Some of them might have some pros and cons, and we're not going to go into that. We're going to go into that in another episode, probably on attachment styles. But all of a sudden, those early blueprints that we learned in relationship start to show with this partner, with this other primary person in our life. And what they show is how can we now work through some of them? Because some of those early blueprints, we might've tried to get affection from our primary caregivers in ways that were not reciprocated, in ways that came out sideways, in ways that create, uh, as again, we'll talk about certain attachment styles. So those attachment styles, those habits, those blueprints, they start to show themselves, not when you're hanging out with a friend once or twice a week, but when you are in a long-term relationship. And that is why I put forward that long-term relationships are a key, are so empowering to, for us to really look deeper into ourselves. Because all of a sudden, those blueprints, we really see them because often they come out in conflict, in difference, in the way that we bid for affection, in the way that our partner gives it to us or doesn't give it to us, or the way we project, right? Some of our childhood stuff on our partner. Sometimes this is called the imago projection or some of the habits that come out unconsciously. This is like what so many couples start to reckon with. And this is something that I reckoned with in my own partnership during the stage. And it led me to go deeper into my past and some of my childhood hurt, some of my patterns that were a little maladaptive for me as an adult and reckon with them. Because now I am an adult. When I was a child, I didn't have the intelligence. I didn't have the free will. I didn't have any control really over my environment. But as an adult, when these patterns are rearing their head again in relationship with my loved one, I have the efficacy, the will, the practices to, to, to reckon with them, to, to resolve them, to decide which ones serve me and which ones don't. And if you're getting excited right now, like I am, and check out my coaching program, right? Go into the six week deep dive or reach out for individual one-on-one -on -one coaching. And some of these patterns that might be part of you and you're not sure where they're coming from or how, how they're operating in your relationships, you can gain more tools within which to deal with them.
All right. So an exciting stage. And one of my teachers will say that this stage asks of us either to submit, meaning surrender a little bit and say, how am I able to learn from this? Where am I meant to grow? Or we dig our heels in and defend ourselves. And that leads to a lot of difficulty in the relationship and not a lot of empowerment. So choose to become a student of yourself, of relationship, and of your loved one instead. And if you do so, if you take that step, the next stage is so satisfying. It is called the collaboration stage. So these next stages are really uh, building from a place of resolve that we've created or a culture, I'll say, of security and self-growth and awareness in the relationship. And they give us so much freedom and power. The collaboration stage is when we start to realize the challenges right? that we see they're happening instead of hiding from them or not knowing how to deal with them in a really secure way that brings us back to the relationship. We act as a team. We're clear. We start to see these shadow sides. We start to see what's under the rug and we start to learn how to deal with it on an ongoing basis because it's not about dealing with it once and then it's gone. It's about dealing with it, negotiating it in the weave and weft over many years as life presents new challenges and new parts of ourself rise up to the surface. And then what we create here is a team. And the team idea is that even though we decide, we understand after the last stage that we are two very different people, we are working to at the very same time, know that we are also one, we are a relationship. We are both, I am me, you are you, we are separate, but at the same time we are in this we, standing for three, you, me, and we, we are this relationship. And this is a really delicate and interesting and dynamic place to be. If we continue to practice this collaboration stage, remember, it's not a compromise stage, right? Some people think that when we like work with our partner to resolve differences or to deal with differences, we are compromising. No, it's a collaboration. We're a team, team we. From there, we start to establish real security in our relationship. And this is where we can start to actually repair some of the wounds of childhood if we didn't have a very secure upbringing. If love was difficult to find, if security was not present, all of a sudden through the work and perspectives that we've done with our partner, we can come to a place of security. We're in that person's not right or wrong. I'm not right or wrong. We are just different and we can always come back to being with each other as a team. This is like a foundation, right? The support of our house, the house of our relationship. And no matter if a monsoon comes in, if there's a leaky this, if the plumbing goes crazy, if the air conditioner breaks, the foundation is strong and we can come back to it over and over again. Security in relationship is one of the biggest things that people fight about and they don't even realize it. One or both people feel like somewhere inside this relationship could just fall apart at any time. So the secure space is a beautiful place of empowerment. And from that place, we go to the expansion phase. And this is where couples and individuals in partnership have the ability to do things they could never otherwise imagine because all of a sudden they're in a place that's secure where they can land every night. And that also gives them a, a resource of strength within which to go out into the world. So 
they can start to collaborate with their partner on a business, on a crazy travel adventure, or in having a child, or individually, they become empowered to do amazing things because their partnership is not a rocky place of conflict and ongoing challenge. Rather, it's one that creates security through the tools and practices of negotiating and collaborating through challenge and conflict. So this is an awesome place of empowerment, the expansion stage. And then finally, there's the end. Number seven of the stages of a relationship is that, you know, all relationships end. I mean, they all will. Even if the relationship stays, you don't break up with the person. One person might get ill. One person might pass on before the other person. So this is also a sobering stage of relationships in long term. If there is a breakup, if there is a divorce, or if just over time, things change and, and one person is no longer there. And that's something that you are also asked to prepare yourself for. And uh, we could go into some yoga ideas about impermanence and our true relationship and the state of our soul to get to deal with some of that idea of ending in relationship, but we don't have the time right now, but maybe in another episode. So this is some great perspectives for you to look into and say, okay, where might I be in my relationship? Maybe you're inspired to get into the collaboration and secure and expansion stage. And maybe that means it's time for you to go deeper into your own self, right? Because of the patterns we talked about in the challenge stage and go deeper into your relational possibility. So shameless plug, if you're looking to do so, reach out to me for your first free coaching session, get a little taste of what that can look like or sign up for my six week immersion, all the details in the show notes. Otherwise, I hope this framework was of some help for you in your relational growth and your self-growth. If you like the podcast, please Support us, share it, give us a five-star rating and drop a couple words for a review. We would really appreciate it. As always, thank you for being here. Thanks for some of your time. Step a little bit, maybe through some of the steps and stages of this episode. Step a little bit, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more into connecting better with yourself, with others, and with something greater. Peace.